That's a good way to open. That's just open with a laugh. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Red Room this evening. Uh, tonight, we are blessed with having uh, Guillermo uh, with us again. Hello. And we're lucky enough that he's brought along some friends. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and, and do what might uh, become hopefully pseudo-regular as we uh, reflect on the Potterverse. So if you guys would go ahead and introduce yourselves uh, to the Red Room audience. Hi, I'm Melissa. I'm Gwen. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, going to, I'm not sure where you guys want to start, because I mean, I'm not, this is really fun for me too, because I've, I've never really met you guys. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just kept in passing. I think yeah. the Lynch thing. Yeah. We, at the, uh, but um, so uh, let's start. My, my first question is what introduced you to Harry Potter? Oh. Well, that one's interesting. Was it movie, book? Was it an individual? How did you fall into that? We're going to jump right in. We're going to dive right into the, the topic of tonight, which is right. the Potterverse. Well, for me, because I started, I think I'm so much older. I have a friend who was actually lived in England, and she brought back. She had the first three from England, and she's like, you're going to love these. And I'm like, no, I'm not. This is crap. This is just wannabe Lord of the Rings. I'm not even bothering going to read these. And then she was like, I'm going to force you to read these. And so she actually read them to me, the first book out loud to me and her daughter. And I was like, okay, you're right. This is good. Damn it. That's kind of a common <laughs> theme I've run into with the reading aloud. Yeah. Yep. That thing. happened to me too. Really? I was at Girl Scout camp like after the summer after my fourth grade year. And my mom came up and she was like, I heard this book is really good. It's, it's like a bestseller or something. And she read it out loud to us and we loved it. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't know, my late twenties, early thirties, and I was like, eh, <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing could be better than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but I mean, it's not better, but it's different. It's good. I love it. Obviously, that's debatable. <laughs> oh, so we're coming from different fired. sides. Shots fired. <laughs> and the unicorn strikes first. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we should actually clarify because Melissa is often called Unicorn, and I don't call her Melissa. Her name is uh, the Unicorn or Unicorn. And how did that come about? Look at her. You guys can't see her, but we can. She's like almost six foot with long, beautiful, flowy purple hair to her butt. And Magic. she's magical like Ooh. a unicorn. Ooh. And her favorite thing on the planet is unicorns. Well, that's yes. great. So, How about you, Guillermo? What, what introduced you to the Potterverse? Well, being a bookstore retail veteran, oh. uh, <laughs> I'm, of course, exposed to the flotsam and jetsam of all the literatures. <laughs> and, um, you know, I saw this thing blowing up, and I think I waited until the third book was out, because I was like, it's gonna be rubbish. It's gonna be rubbish. It's rubbish. Everybody loves it. Of course it's rubbish. And then I think I checked out the audiobook, and, you know, I got, like, 40 minutes into it, and I was just like, this is bloody brilliant. <laughs> I love this. This is great. I totally get it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, how I got it. I think for you and I and our generation, since we're a little, we're much older than it, I think that was the thing, is we all went, this is crap. <laughs> This is just popular bullshit. And then it was like, damn it, it's good. Oh, wow, this is well written. This is well thought out. And yeah, I think I started third or fourth book. I was like, wow, she put a lot of thought into this. You yeah. started on the third or fourth book? Or that's well, when, that's when they I, were already out. Yeah, they were you, out. You and I started order. No, I started, I did start in order. But then I also, like, my problem was I went from British to English. 
And in book four, that was very apparent in the difference. Really? And I was like, oh, so I just, my friend just started shipping them to me from England. So am I going to get any kind of like street cred for having the British uh, movie poster? Yeah. Okay, sweet. See, I I, I really love it. Actually, I didn't even notice that. No, I have, I ended up buying the special edition British box, which he's read, and I lend out a, a, to sparingly people, but it, there is some differences. And there's like a small plot difference, actually, I feel. I can't remember where it was. Have you read these as well? I, I keep looking over at you, and you've got to look. What are, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> What's not working for you here? Is it the live studio audience making you nervous? Oh, by the way, today we're recording in front of a live studio audience. I love our audience. I know <laughs> you do. I love our audience so much I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, every time okay. I laugh, I'm going to cough. It's going to no, be no, bad. No, oh, no, because uh, we can we can edit and we can move things around. That's the beauty of it. What did <laughs> you looked like? You had some feedback mid cast. What is it? No, I, I haven't read the British versions, but I don't really get why things have been changed for the American audience. Well, well there are some things. I mean, I think you told me actually the thing about. We'll keep our cocks up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to give that to American children. They're going to I use the Correct. version of Planet Earth when they had to do the two different versions. They had to do the David Attenborough, and then they did a completely different script with Sigourney Weaver for America, and it was way dumbed down. And then they kind of learned maybe we don't have to dumb it down, you know, and maybe that people will get that. But they did that. That was a big thing with the Planet Earth. They that was a complete. We got a completely different edition than the British version did on that broadcast. So I think it comes down to yeah, what is what are people are going to publish and what are people do people think the American public's not smart enough to get certain things? Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's There's true. no debate around the table. It's just like <laughs> yeah. people underestimate or like think that the American audience can't uh, digest certain things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, true. <laughs> so what then why were you guys singled out? I'm really interested because are, are we going to go with the name? Did you introduce the name? The, no, the, the, but I'm happy to be here uh, tonight with the Pottermouth Girls. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guillermo. Nice. <laughs> nice job. I, I like it. When I read that, I was like, oh, God, can, I hope they'll like it. I hope they keep it. It's great. <laughs> oh, perfect. It's, it's very apropos. Yeah. The Pottermouth Girls who were afraid to swear on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to clarify, you know. Oh, no, I, I appreciate I, the, the consideration. I, yeah, I think that's the thing is I swear everywhere, even at my job. I'm just... I, yeah, I'm a potty mouth. <laughs> Pun intended. But why? Why uh, did you guys like? What else do you do that's making you stand out uh, as Potter fans that we're sitting here talking about this specifically? In every Geeksy Drink quiz, we either come in first, second, or third. Uh, what is that again? The Geeksy Drink. They do theme quizzes. Mm-hmm. We're usually in the top three. Um, is that a, is that a local thing? Yeah. Well, no, it's. You don't know Geeksy Drink? Okay. Playing with part of an interview. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it's Geeksy Drink is national nationwide, and once a month they do a themed quiz. And every year, every other year they do a Harry Potter quiz. And you can sign up and you compete against your, you know, people in your pub, but also you compete nationwide. I think last year we came in third, and I think we came in like 20th. We might have nation. actually come in fourth. That was a disappointing Yeah, that was a definite, yeah. 
Yeah, some people got a little drunk. But the first time, the first Harry Potter. Some not people. you, not you. <laughs> that's, that sounded accusatory. <laughs> I had no. one Potter shot, okay? No, it wasn't you. Wait, what's it was a Potter shot? Yeah. Well, it's defunct now, but at that one bar, what is it? The old Dubliner. It was one on the corner, right? Yeah, yeah and now an it's closed. Harry Potter. But they had these crazy blue shots where they would like put cinnamon on top, on top of like a lemon slice, and then light it on fire. They just threw a bunch of cinnamon and then just like torched it. Yeah. No, it wasn't you. So. Fire and alcohol go well together. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I think you, Paul, and I were sober. It's the other three people on our team who were not, and they just got a little crazy at the end. Yeah, it made it difficult to hear. But the first time we played a couple of years ago, we came in second, and I think we could have come in first had that crowd not been so big and yeah. the venue so hot. But yeah, and then also I think we read it. We I reread it once a yeah, year. Yeah, me too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to be just dwarfed in my <laughs> Potter knowledge because <laughs> I, I just I I was gonna say we should go to the you know to the net at the end of the the the, the cast I thought oh let's go we'll take some quizzes yeah. I found some hard ones online but now I'm like Ooh. well why bother challenge me <laughs> I feel, yeah, hey, I yeah say, even, oh I can always use the practice yeah that's always that's unicorn way more than me I have the, like the obscure little things that I remember and then yeah like I can remember what Dumbledore's favorite. Uh, sport is or whatever that is. <laughs> ten so pin bowling. when you guys... quad pot, <laughs> <laughs> no ten pin bowling. Ten pin bowling. Yeah. Yep. You have a very good. Uh, I just answered that question voice. <laughs> like very. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, th so the when you guys do the uh, Potter quizzes uh, or the geek questions, what is it? Geeks who drink. Geeks who drink. Is it all Potter trivia? Is it just books? Is it books and movies combined? Does it go behind the scenes? Are we talk about like actors. Like, what is Daniel so, Radcliffe's favorite color? No, they actually each quiz they kind of make it specific. So the first quiz they did was a couple years ago for it, and it did the first time that they had really started doing themes. Um, they did just books. Okay, and that makes sense. That was it, and then the last one they did movies, books. And uh, the play and the Cursed play. Child, the play. Oh. They asked us like some of the names of the actors, which and is impossible. What that was that we were like, who the? Anyway, uh, we're not in New York. We don't know that. We don't but, know okay. them. <laughs> yeah, we don't know them. What do you guys? Do you guys win something big? You want a T-shirt? Money. Oh. money. Well, if you're first okay. place, you win like a sizable pot of money, like a couple hundred dollars. In second place, you get. A handmade piece of art. Yes. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. Was the for, first our, for our very high stakes second place win, we got um. Like a triptych painting of the Hogwarts Express. Oh, cool. She was cool. really proud of herself, and we felt really bad about it. Yeah. Well, you know, Do they pay out in galleons? Someday. Yeah. Really? No. 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 <laughs> we wish. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. first quiz, at, I don't know if you've ever been to Bumsteads, but it was at Bumsteads. Bumsteads. Is, that was on Stone? Is that the. No. No, it was, it was on Fourth that Avenue. Was, uh, it was, yeah, that was. For, it was like Fourth and Fourth. Yeah, it's now uh, Lindy's. Lindy's. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, that venue just made it impossible to like hear, and it was hot and sweaty, and they overbooked it. So the old Dubliner was also hard to hear. So, but we still did pretty good. I still say third's pretty good. We yeah. tied for third, is what it was. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad, considering. Do you, do you <laughs> prefer books or movies? Like when when do they have to clarify when they ask the questions? Like yeah, in book. Mm -hmm. They yeah. do. So, but for me, I I one of the few people who can separate them completely. They are, except for one scene. But <laughs> so what's the what? scene? <laughs> the, when, Harry, when Dumbledore yells at Harry oh Potter God. and the Goblet oh. Fire. 
mm, that one is kind of troubling. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I'm like, this is the movie, and this is... I did that with Lord of the Rings, so I can think I can do it with any other book. Before we sat down, or maybe right at the beginning, I don't remember where, when we started recording, you were kind of waxing pretty passionate about Lord of the Rings versus Potter. Yeah. How do you... How do they stack up? I mean, are you able to separate them yes. uh, li as literary works and not compare them? I mean, what are your feelings there? Well, yeah, that's I had to. Yeah. Because I just I was taking a personal like, <laughs> at a point. <laughs> like I read Harry Potter once a year and I read Lord of the Rings once a year. Like that's how that goes. So and then Lord of the Rings has an incomplete emotional tie to me with my dad. So that was kind of one of those. I had to like just go. This is its own. You know, Tolkien is his own thing over here, and then I will put Rowling over here, and we'll be fine. And they will, I will never compare them again. But I think it was my friend was trying to get me into it, and she compared the two, and that was her mistake. Mm. It was like, oh, it's so much better. It's so, it's so like, and I'm like, it's with that. Wow. Never say that about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> So should we? T well, yeah, that'll take us off. Next time we have the Pottermouth girls, let's let's talk about Potter, Tolkien, and uh, George R. R. Uh, oh, yeah. I have some things to say about him. That's why I want to do it. This is like where, this is where the unicorn divides with the Valkyrie. Is the Tolkien? Cool. What do you have to say over there? Pitch in, grease the wheels. I think. Everybody in the genre stands on the shoulders of Tolkien, who Bravo. of course stands on the shoulders of yes, Norse mythology, because it all goes oh, back to Norse mythology. <laughs> <laughs> Said it before, saying it again. Um, but but that being said, um, I think the thing that makes Rowling special is that you. Everybody thinks they're special on some level, and so. When Harry Potter realizes that he's not mundane and things happen, I think the reader just cues into that. And that's what makes that different than Tolkien. And that's what makes it so wonderfully successful uh, with children and with adults. Mm -hmm. And with adults also because it's so noir, actually. There's all this kind of dark background that eventually plays itself out and pays off. Yep, and it just gets more and more serious. So, yeah, it's a win. I agree with that. Well said. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think that I think that's why it's so ultimately successful, you know. That and Rowling does her homework, huh. um, you know. Sorcerer school. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Bowie attended. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not. With his dematerialization. Yes. In Lock of Him. Mm. <laughs> and it all comes back around <laughs> when we sit on the, around this table. <laughs> you just did him. The Red Room of Requirement. Yeah, yeah The okay. Red Room of Requirement, yes. The, Potter, the Pottermouth girls visit the Red Room of Requirement. Yes, that's the title. That's, that's the, the title. nutshell yes. of, of tonight. So, so can I play devil's advocate for just a moment then? Like, Because you guys are kind of like keeping a lot of praise on Rowling. Like, I, I really love the books. I've read them multiple times. Oh, probably exponentially more as we went along because I'd read everything that came before. Every time I went to a midnight launch, it was like, you know, going back and read the others and get to the new one and get to the new one as I was waiting for the next. Uh, but <coughs> as much as I love them, as entertaining as they are, I don't find them to be nearly as high art or well, like, written versus like Tolkien or, or something else. And, and, I don't, and I just mean it's like, well, there's like um, Ultimate Cheeseburger from Jumbo Jack, yeah. like Jack, Jack in the Box, and then there's like Lindy's or like, you know, like something. And so... For me, as much as I love those, 
sometimes I, I take a step back and I'm like, well, she she keeps making crap up and doing some silly things that I don't agree with. Like, how much am I going to get burned at the stake here right now? Yeah. I can see the fire already burning. Well, no, it's for <laughs> me, actually, I think that's where the separation comes in. Like, I'm entertained by the Harry Potter series. And I find them uplifting and I, I you know, I, I gear most points perfect on it. Um, but I agree with you. Like, the high art of Tolkien is, yeah, it's it's a different, I think they're two different bags. And yes, you're stepping on the shoulders of Tolkien and then you're just, but I, that's where that's I go. that's okay. That's okay. And I'm fine with that because, you know, he was amazing. But that's where I think I separated the two was I really enjoy Potter a lot mm-hmm. and I find it fun and you know, uplifting and really great read. And they're fast reads for me. Yeah. And then there's Tolkien, and that's just a different imagination set for me. You know? See, I, I feel like so often when I when I have these discussions mm-hmm. with, like, like really passionate Potter fans, they, they, they don't speak as eloquently or as intelligently as you just did. Mm-hmm. They're not able to separate. And then I, I start to feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. I just kept <laughs> myself quiet. Because I do. I love them. They're great. But I, I do, I love them in a different way. Yeah. So that doesn't lessen them, right? Mm-hmm. We just appreciate it in a different way. Yeah. What, what about you? Well, I think there's something to be said for, you know, when I started reading them, I was, you know, a couple years younger than Harry Potter. And basically throughout my childhood, I was pretty much the same age as he was when the books came out. So I grew up with it. And that really, I think I can't really look at it in any way separate from that. Like it's so important to me and how I grew up, you know? Yeah, it's hitting you in your soul and your heart. Yeah. That makes a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how Tolkien was to me growing up. Exactly. So that, there you go. So that was like your generation. Yeah. This is like my generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but And I also do think, though, that, you know, moving on in the series, she grew as a writer and became so much better. Yes. You know, so reading the first one as a child, I, I had no frame of reference. Like, I couldn't judge writing for, <laughs> for crap. So... So how do you feel, like, well, Guillermo gave us his thoughts right there on that. So now let's move into something that I like to, to kind of dig at, uh, like the, the Pottermore and the releasing of uh, addendum kind of like pieces of information through that. Um, I have specific questions, but i just like to hear what you guys might have to say. If you have anything, just like weigh in, like as she develops her characters via something outside of the canon. What are your thoughts? I think, honestly, if Tolkien had the ability to do it, he probably would have. You think so? I think so, because he has so much. There's so much written, um, so much that he's written that's never been published that Christopher just goes through and, you know, yeah. tries. But it'd be great. I think if he had the same medium, he'd probably do the same exact thing because it's, I mean, she has all these ideas that keep coming and keep expanding I I am actually one of the few people who don't read the stuff on Pottermore. I am on Pottermore. I got sorted. I'm happy. I have a <laughs> Ooh, wand. You should have done that at the beginning. Maybe that's maybe that's what I saw. She's like, you should have started with houses. Yeah, <laughs> you should have started with the house. And then you know, and then I've got my Patronus, and I'm really happy with that. But I don't. I think, unfortunately, like him, I have so many other things I read, and so I step back from that world, and then I'll go like when I go reread the books I'll start going into the bottom more and reading stuff but you know that's about it I'm not I don't read it every week and whenever she publishes something well there's so much now I haven't read all of it either (laughs) I got tired yeah how about yourself as an author like how do you feel like from that perspective 
I think uh, the creator's work is kind of their right to play with as they choose. If you want to make it open source, like I understand that Tolkien wanted to make it open source because it wasn't necessarily um, about world building fantasy. It was about creating a lost kind of cultural mythology that England mm -hmm. never had thanks to being conquered twice over yeah. um, and for the for power shifting hands. So um, I think, you know, when you look at his kind of interaction with the rest of the Inklings and things like that, I, I think he intended it to be open source. So I think if people had come along, you know, later on, say Tolkien had happened later, you know, and fantasy as a genre had happened later and you had a, a lot of uh, fanfic I think it would have been like, yes, I stamp my approval on this. This is awesome. You but know, but she what I doesn't mean? do that, right? She's quite no, stingy. No, where, whereas, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It's her prerogative. Uh -huh. So she's kind of like, no, it's not open source. It's my characters and my things. And if you guys want to write stories about it, cool. But nothing is official. I didn't know it's that. It's mine. I know. Yeah. Okay. She don't yeah. let anyone play with her toys. Right. Okay. Exactly. Very stingy. Yeah. Okay. See, I. I just learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What is interesting to me about that is is the way that you put that when you start taking things from the time in which they were created and bring it to the, like modern day. Like, well, what would Tolkien have done? Like, I suddenly have to reevaluate my opinion on it because as I was standing, I was like, I don't care if she says it on Pottermore. If it's not in the book, it doesn't count. And I feel like you by trickling out information about your characters, this, this, that, that. I feel like it kind of devalues the original written tome. The book you're looking at is suddenly lessened because I'm saying this happened, but I didn't bother to put it in the book. So yeah. you're saying she's George Lucasing it? I'm I'm feeling very Lucasy vibes. <laughs> Absolutely, no, and yeah. and that's fine. Artists have the right to, to to mess with their stuff, but I, what was the most recent thing? I don't recall what it was. It got the cursed child. Okay, there. That's a good example. Cursed child. Oh, wow. yeah. See, I didn't read it. Well. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Well, it but was... let me just say some weird shit happens. <laughs> well, it's just one of those. I think I kind of with her, I kind of agree with that. Like that's one of the reasons. Maybe in my back of my mind, I just want to keep the Potter books in their little place and be happy with that they are, and I don't need all the extra to it. Uh, whereas Tolkien, I just want more and more because I know there's more and more. <laughs> Didn't they just come out with something? Yes, Baron and Luthien. Baron yeah. and Luthien. Right. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Yeah, yeah super excited. Yeah. Wow, why do we like, uh, we okay that like go ahead release whatever you want and then, but then like, <laughs> a little judgmental on JK maybe in like fifty years we'll look back and be like oh yeah she mm -hmm. did mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know yeah uh, yeah you're right but <laughs> like two different I maybe well maybe it's just apples and oranges of the situation that's know? fair I mean we could just. I mean, dry. look at look at their different backgrounds. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have this Oxford professor who's a linguist. Yeah. And then you have this woman who's writing a train to a shit job, writing a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are entirely different. And I think going back to your original question you had like 10 minutes ago, I think stylistically that's going to be different because you have different approaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and vastly different life experiences. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, and that kind of, contributes to that so with that in mind what about plot holes do we do we gripe on her for the plot holes because there are some gaping issues with some of those books yeah I just right. should we talk them. about the time turner 
Oh my yeah. god, that was the first one I put notes on. Well, I was like, right. the time turner. I have this argument with my boyfriend all the time because he says, "Why doesn't somebody just take a time turner and go back in time and kill Voldemort?" But she said later in Pottermore because Tarantino didn't have a time turner. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the fifth year, they break all of them, right? Which was sort of for like, "Oh, I better get rid of this." People are going to say things, but um, then she later on Pottermore said that um, the furthest anybody had gone back was three days. So, so, she, so I, I see where your point about that ex, you know, that extracurricular activity of writing, like why couldn't she just put that in the book instead of you know, like about the, the time turners? Yeah, and I get it. You well, get ideas later. I mean, it's secret, yeah. secret technology. They keep yeah. them in the Department of Mysteries. Yeah, is it technology or no. know, like <laughs> fantasy versus sci-fi? That's a whole other discussion, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what did you say? Like, necromancy? She said, I it. said technomancy. technomancy. I, don't, I think yeah. that that means something that I don't actually know what. But I'm just going to use it. We might Cyberpunk. have to Google that later. <laughs> it, it seems like you could drive big Mac trucks through some of those plot holes. And again, they're so entertaining that we kind of overlook them. So, I mean, is that, is that, that's fine, right? I mean, yeah, what are we, fine. what are we really talking about? Like, yeah. just it's, it's easily digestible. We love it. It's great fun. We like to dress up like it. We got sorted into houses. So let's do that. Mm-hmm. What's what's your house? Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah. What are you sort of? You you Ravenclaw, aren't you? No, <laughs> Slytherin, baby. Oh, that's right. Of course. So, yeah, uh, that was shocker. <laughs> Silver and green, yo. Silver uh, and green. <laughs> the unicorn. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah, I'm the only sucker. <laughs> what are you? Wait, what are you? Yeah, Gryffindor. Oh, oh yeah, Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah. No, I think what's funny is when they first we're came out with Hufflepuff. Yeah, we're missing a Huff. I think my friend, I think Juicy J. How's our audience? Our audience is Ravenclaw. Yeah, Ravenclaw. Natalie's Ravenclaw and passionate and (laughs) devoted Ravenclaw. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, when they, I had to go back and resort because they had lost their server and I didn't remember my information and I was in a really dark place and I kept getting sorted into Slytherin (laughs) (laughs) and then once got sorted into Gryffindor and I was just so pissed I was like I am neither of those I want my Ravenclaw and then a couple months ago I went back and I was like screw it and I deleted my account and it got got resorted back into Ravenclaw I'm like this is where I should be and you did the thing with the Patronus too you Mm -hmm. guys got your Patron Patroni (laughs) (laughs) yep Yep. is it yeah what are they I'm a mink okay yeah I haven't done that. You haven't? Neither have I. I don't even remember my login. This was years and years ago. So now, being resorted, I may not even be Gryffindor anymore. But you know it in your heart. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's that's why I was so angry about being a... I mean, I don't mind being a Slytherin. I just never want to be a Gryffindor. (laughs) Busted. (laughs) I was laughing along for a second, and then it sunk in. Oh. (laughs) Unicorn and I have this thing where we think, like, a lot of people think Gryffindor and Slytherin are, like, I know they're, like, arch nemesis, quote unquote, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And fight. And fight. (laughs) (laughs) But we feel like if you go through the books and go through it all, I think she said it, too, is Ravenclaw is closer to Slytherin than Slytherin is to Gryffindor. So. Fair enough. Yeah. And it's one of those situations. So when I was, like, really upset, I got you know, sorted into Slytherin. She's like, it's, you know, it's just the evil side of your Ravenclaw. And I went, yeah, that's about right. Well, none yeah. of them are bad. It's just a Ravenclaw with a bad a, day. Slytherin gets a bad rap. We yeah. totally do. Yeah. We're ambitious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cunning. Uh, cunning. Don't forget cunning. Yep. Thank cunning. You. That's yeah. not a bad quality. It's not a bad quality. 
I disagree. I think you. I, I, I think that you fudged those questions uh. to get. Slytherin. But you couldn't. No, you you could not. You really can't. Oh my god. I know. I, had, like, I opened up. Oh my god. I, I mean, seriously, I retook it five times and got Slytherin. I See? should take it right now. I should boot yeah. this up and just take it. It really has been and years and years. It was last year when I was in that really dark place. <laughs> Ooh, tell us about is, the dark place. It's looking at me. It's like when I was really, I just was going through a bad, everything in the world was bad. And the red so room I, is dark I think, place. Yeah, I think all my questions <laughs> like showed that. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> yeah. How hard-edged are we going to make the red room today? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. I'm in a happy place. Good. We like happy places. Except you're when you're still and we like it dark and jumpy <laughs> and gothed out. <laughs> so that's the happy goth over there. <laughs> Perky goth. Yeah. Perky, Perky goth. goth. Yeah. yeah. That's why we do need to post some photos or you yeah. know some pictures and things from it. Yeah. Well, as, a, as a, like the table, I need to post the pictures of the table on the site and the, the Twitter. Yeah, but it's not done yet. Thing. No, but it's like in, in being constructed. It's happening. Ooh. Should I, should I tell you news on the table? Well, update us. Well, update yeah. it on the table. The table we're doing for the Red Room, a friend of mine does polished concrete. Uh, Charlie, he's been a guest a couple times. Uh, he's building a table specifically for the Red Room, and it's looking pretty hot. And it's going to have, like, the owl cave symbol, like, uh, emblazed, embossed <laughs> in the table in the center. But he's also going to do, all over the <laughs> bottom, red ruminations. <laughs> But with Ooh. room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't like it. <laughs> Garrett was making a face. See, I thought the symbol in the middle was going to be neon. It's going to be, you can put lights in through the bottom and light it up. Oh, cool. Like, so Good. it'll be like an epoxy that you can fill because it'll be like a relief, essentially. Okay. So, you know, and then there'll be a hole in the middle to run all these silly things down through. Sweet. Glad you approve. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your shoes. I'm <laughs> well, awesome. Um, this is this has been really really fun. We're not even really f- very far along. Um, so I'm going to dive into another one of the questions I had. As I mean, we were just talking about houses. Um, so, which character do you like the best? Who's your favorite character? Uh, maybe. Who, <laughs> and who do I you mean, identify this is with? One of my what? Favorite. What? I mean, because I love Luna Lovegood. I think oh she's the yeah. best and yeah. most pure character. She's just so herself and so eccentric, but she doesn't care. You know, like she's amazing. I love her. She's pretty great. I kept rooting for like a a Harry Luna thing. That was that like, would have been there. cool. I, 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 I wondered. I, it kind of seemed sim- it seemed uh, easy. Yeah, it seemed like it was really too easy. But that's all right. Yeah, you know, it could just well, be like a thing for a little while. But also, they did that like subtext the in the movies. You know, like she was holding his hand, and I don't remember that hand holding in the movie. Yeah, in front the of Yule festrals. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, the festrals. Yeah, oh. yeah. in the forest. Yeah. In the forest, not for the Christmas ball. Uh, the Christmas party. I forgot. So Harry though ends up with Jenny. What, what do you think? No. Book Jenny is oh, great. Oh, that's... Book Jenny is great. Movie yeah. Jenny sucks. <laughs> Book Jenny is amazing. I'm upset that we never got to see the bat bogey hex that Jenny was famous for, just causing people's boogers to attack their faces. I yeah. have to go back and read them again. It's been years, and it probably has been since I mean, the last she book was... that I read all the way through them. That's how long it's been. Yeah. Wow. And she was feisty as heck, and in the movie, she's just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. So did Harry end up with the wrong gal? Uh, not in the book. 
<laughs> it worked out. It worked yeah, out. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. That's I think that was the most recent well, I don't know what the most recent thing is, but the thing that I, I heard from the Potter Moore is her saying, like, oh, I, I messed up. Yeah, right. she meant it. Like, that was Ron and Hermione, yeah. I thought. That was Ron and Hermione. Oh, she always she yeah. thought oh, yeah, because she thought Hermione should be with Harry. Yeah, yeah which so, is like no. Creepy. No, right? <laughs> They're like brother and sister. Yeah. All right. Good. I see every now and again I feel a little validated because <laughs> yeah. the Pottermouth girls are kind of like, I'm with you, I'm with you. And then I'm like, oh I suck, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Guillermo, your favorite character. Um, well, I do love Luna Lovegood a lot. Yay. Uh, a, a couple years Luna ago. Party. <laughs> I um I wrote Joe Rowling because I wanted to do a zine that had uh, manuscripts and I kind of wanted to handwrite something and I was like, listen, Joe, you know what I'd really love to see? I would love to see like a one or two page story called Draco Malfoy and the Pot of Chocolate. Can you do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> and this was like before the handwritten um, uh, Deathly Hollows came out. I had no idea that that was in the works. Like it came out a week after I shot that letter off. Awesome. To England, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, I must have been like tapping something." <laughs> yeah, you know, some owl dial mental the owl post. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, um, yeah, I was just like, "Oh man, a Draco Malfoy story would have been great." So yes, the Malfoy. All right, you know he's in the Flash, Is working he? for the Starlight Labs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I only yeah. watched like three episodes of the Flash, so I haven't. Yeah, yeah. just watch more of it. It's really good. It is actually quite good. I like that one. Oh, right on. Um. I'm weird. Like I love Luna Go- Lovegood. Mm-hmm. When she came in the, the I was. But I always loved Fred and George. Oh my god. Oh, they're how can you just, not? They are to like. I wanted more of them and more of them and more of them and that. But just, there will be no more. And There's there will be George. no more. And that like honestly, so certain deaths kill. Like I was devastated by Dobby. I mean, I actually threw the book when Hedgewood died. That was the one that killed me the most. But then yeah, killing off. I was like no. My boyfriend's dad. (laughs) (laughs) It was so devastating to me. But those two were my favorite. They really were. I mean, Luna, I loved. And I loved Professor McGonagall. That that was just, she was, for me, just, I think what I would have probably been if I was a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) McGonagall reminds me so much of my uh, high school English teacher when I was a freshman and a junior in high school, and, and she hated me. Oh. She hated me until I was a junior, and then suddenly we were, like, best friends. Like, at first she was like, oh, this guy's going to be terrible. And then, like, when I was in student government and things, she was like, "This is, it's going to be hell. That was actually a quote. Someone was like, oh, my gosh, she's really not going to like you. But she was very <laughs> McGonagall, and it turned out at, it was like, you know, Harry McGonagall kind of thing yeah. that she had going on. You know, it was there really you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah I just thought she was fair, but, you know, did play the favorites on the, like, the undertone, but kept it fair across the board for everybody. Yeah. And I, I have yeah. a thing about things being fair. All right. But cool. I also, I think Fred and George remind me of my, my brother and my sister growing up and their ability to always play fucking jokes on everybody at all times and make a light of every situation. Are you the oldest? Youngest? I am the I am the youngest and my brother is actually my god brother but he was raised in our house with us and he's the exact same age as my sister. My middle sister. And the two of them are like peas and pods and they just oh, constant <laughs> jokes and practical things and oh. What's the best oh. one? Tell us. This, like, Oh I can't even. I You know what? Or one they had the most Disastrous consequences. The Something most disastrous consequences. <laughs> they have a lot of 
playing jokes on me and my dad was different than my my two sisters and it did never went well in their favor like my dad would get home and go so you told Gwen that eating tin hot dogs was a good idea and then sit out <laughs> like there were things like that and my dad was like oh you so things like that. I mean, I fell into cactuses. Like they would trip me into cactuses. Like we had big cactuses on our property. We lived Are you in the, native to Sonoma? No, we no. lived in the Bay Area, but we had um, the San Francisco Bay Area, and we had huge cactuses surrounding one wall of our property. And they would like play these little practical jokes, and I'd always trip into them, and they thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> and I'd always end up with like, you know, spines in me. And my dad would come home and just shake his head, and then people would get grounded. And I'd go to the ER. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I mean, I just it was one of those things. But they just seemed like much, you know. Friend George seemed like a much more loving. Right, and, but yeah. no. In this situation, you were Ron, and Ron had some pretty messed up things happen to him. Yeah, they gave him an acid pop. He burned a hole through his tongue. Yeah, exactly. Wow, we could like deep cuts like, so like, <laughs> this is so much fun like, yeah I never like, even thought about that until just they now. also turned this teddy bear into a spider yeah you're right yeah and yeah no Janine, I love the spider fear yeah well oh. Janine I have a total spider yeah, fear Janine, my sisters would collect spiders in a jar and one would sit on top of me and dump spiders on me and all three of them would laugh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my childhood was slightly traumatic. Here in the Red Thanks. Room, we talk a lot about <laughs> youthful scarring, emotional trauma. <laughs> That's what we do. It's why people go, I can't believe you're arachnophobic. I'm like, if you had my childhood, you would. <laughs> you would get it. You'd well, get it. So what? What if, if you could be one character, who would that be? Or if, if, if that's too like weird. Sure, yeah. Oh, I she, yeah. Are, well, yeah. I mean, I'll just say Luna again. Yeah. Again, Luna because again. Because I love her. So yeah. just you love the character, you want to be the character. Yeah. Guillermo's face is amazing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's totally thinking like, hard. Thinking hard. I'm thinking you have, hard too. If you need to turn to your audience, oh, wait, what is no. it called? Like a lifeline? What? We should assign one to him. Oh. We should all decide him? amongst us and tell him who he is. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes he was. He has this, this desire to be, but he's not. He's too, too soft and squishy on the inside. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. He, Voldemort? Just gonna put that one yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm more <laughs> some different life decisions. Uh, okay, but like let's Grindelwald maybe. Oh, different. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's my nice fault. call. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. He yeah. had a cool fortress. Yeah, he yes, did. totally. Unfortunately, he's played by Johnny Depp in the movie. Yeah, see, I was gonna say like, <laughs> let's, not go there. Really let's, let's not go there. Let's not. We're not including that. Oh, <laughs> see, there is. There's a wealth of t- of discussion. Yeah. Uh, you know the uh, the secret beasts movie. Yeah. What? The Americanization uh, of Harry Potter. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about it? Um. Oh no, we'll come back to the Americanization, but we need oh. to know like. Oh like, my what, God, who, yeah, would, who I would, be? would you be? I would. would you be? I would be probably Mon- McGonagall. McGonagall. Okay. Yeah. No, she definitely would probably. That suits as these guys know my personality immensely, so I'm Mama Bear for a reason, and that would Mama Bear takes care of everything, make sure everybody's okay, but she's fair. Just I'd be and... moody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Drinking and grumpy and yeah, and just my style. Yeah, but you get away with it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Kicking people's asses. Okay, so yeah, so so go on. What, what were we doing there? Uh, with what? 
the fancy beast. Or yeah, the fancy beast. The, the, the Americanization. Better title. Yeah, fancy, the, the, the fancy beasts and how to shoot them. Oh. That's, that's the Americanization of them. That, to, that, that shotgun them fancy beasts. We ain't putting up with none of that in our town. Like, <laughs> what up with the Americanization of it? You guys okay with that? How do you feel about that? Making a movie out of a book that's in a book? What's, what's up? I'm okay with it. I thought they did a really good job. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think the biggest disappointment was death. Yeah, yeah so at the end. Because Colin Farrell Why? did such a great job. I mean, he was so creepy. And yeah. then they were like, oh, Johnny Depp, but he looks really goofy, and he's got like a weird contact in... And he's bloated, and we're sick of seeing him. Well, I'm just sick of seeing him, and I'm sick of seeing him in goofy costumes. Yeah, I can't Eddie. take it seriously anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I truly am. I have. I. I grew up with Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, I've had a crush on that boy since freaking Nightmare on Elm Street, and I'm freaking oversaturated with that man. Can I'm I defend, can I come to de- Depp's defense just really quickly? Oh, just man. To, he's no, got a spending no. habit of fucking a million dollars a month. What? Oh, oh my god! No, 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 nothing, nothing. I don't. That's personal stuff. I don't care about. Yeah. that. I just care about the, the art. Did you guys see Tusk? Have you seen like the latest Kevin Smith like mm-hmm. the candidates? Like, really yeah. like Gila Point? You don't think Gila oh. Point is an awesome character? Yeah, no, I think it's great. So see, he's not done. He's no, he, some, I don't think. I think he just needs life to, left in old Depp. I think he needs to stop doing these big budget projects and go yeah. back to what he's really good at. Gilbert Grape. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, you know, Vinny and June. It's an oh, Vinny and June. That's a, one of my favorite films of his. And it's, you know, it, he had to go through... I even really love Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. But I think these big budgets, I'm sick of, you know, I, that's where I'm at. And just in that particular role, and it, like Unicorn said, Colin Farrell did such a good job. How many times did you guys see the movie? In the theater? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a legitimate sure, that is a, yeah, okay, twice. Twice it was really? a, it was low for me. Really? No, I thought we thought three, maybe we saw it by ourselves. Oh, I saw we it saw Paul. with Paul, and then we saw it with somebody else. I thought we saw it with James. Okay, I think we saw it three times. Yeah, I, I need to see it again. I've only seen it once. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. And then we went oh. to Fourth <laughs> of July at. Um, Sir Guillermo's house, Sir Rumpus's house, and yes. uh, watched it there. I think the funny part right. about that was we put it, was it on, on for the children. <laughs> yeah. This, pa- this past then, fourth, you guys watched it? Uh-huh. Yeah, and we put it on for the kids, but suddenly it was like, kids didn't give a toast. So like suddenly like all the adults were just sitting there like, just like, oh yeah, this is awesome, and this and that. Yeah, so it came about like us, and us really enjoying it. Yeah, my boyfriend yeah. hadn't seen it. And was trying to make heads and tails of it because it was like the the sound kept coming in and out, and I can't remember exactly. He's like, "It's Men in Black meets Star Wars meets." I can't remember what else he said. Something else, um, and it was. I thought it was pretty accurate. Of like, he combined three movies to get the gist of the plot. But he's not a huge Harry Potter fan. <laughs> He's, he's seen the movies. It's fine. <laughs> we have enough. We can other, still get along. We have another. Uh-huh. We have enough things in common i'm not asking him to convert (laughs) (laughs) my bigger issue is he's not the biggest fan of tolkien he's so (laughs) so. (laughs) but he loves like snow crash and all that so that's where i forgive him you know what i mean (laughs) forgive him Said that out loud <laughs> you tolerate in him a poor quality. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah that's where we're at. Cool. So, what's your favorite spell? 
Alex, this I don't like this question. Johnny wants. Oh, okay, never mind. Let's <laughs> no, let's I, I like it. Well, she loves it. Don't I don't cut like, off the conversation. No, I'm just gonna say. Right I, I, no, no, you guys keep going. I just. I don't, you I'm don't not have original. to answer. You're, you you yeah. are completely absolved. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not original on this. <laughs> well, do you prefer unicorn, or is that just for her? No, you can. No, that. it's I, it's gonna call you if M dog. If I'm being honest, I totally. Prefer you like it. it. Okay. Oh, oh yes. really? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Unicorn, what's your favorite spell? My favorite spell is Arcadius. It's a charm. All it does is cause like bunches of flowers to burst out of your wand. And I really love it because it's completely and totally useless. But it's you. great. It just makes me happy. That's a good use I for like magic. I like useless arcane magic. <laughs> Sorry, unlike these two, I don't actually read the books every year. I've got other... Me too. That's why this well, is so tell me what you want to do and I'll tell you what read. spell it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's I want, I'd like to be taller. <laughs> and Gorgio. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that's what I said. <laughs> Let's clarify. I mean, it'll just cause you to grow proportionally, oh. so you'll also get wider. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <Fire. laughs> The disapparate thing would be cool. I mean, would what be is good. that? What's the spell? So why didn't There's Harry's no parents that. like disapparate? Oh, just do it. Just do it. Okay. Oh, it's just it's just a thing. Why didn't they? Like that'd be why they run? Why didn't they like pop out of there? Like well, well maybe. Like, actually, yeah. Is there an explanation the charm for that? that they put on the house would prevent them from doing that. Damn, I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah, because yeah. that one bothers me all the time. Like, why didn't you guys just like pop smoke? And if just they left the out? house, like if they jumped out of a window, they could have done it. Yeah, but I don't know why they didn't. Baby in arms doesn't seem like a safe time to jump out a window. Well, if you're operating mid-jump, you're never going to land, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, Well, I'm right. Yeah. I mean, I think I just like uh, transfiguration, and I think that's what it is. Yeah. But you never learn any, really, any incantations for those. Yeah, I just like to turn into an animal all the time, so. What animal? Uh, An otter. Is that the same? <laughs> what did you say your Patronus was? A mink. Okay, mink, otter. The they're family. all kind of slinky kind of animals. Well, sure, they're right? in the same family. Okay. Yeah, otter is my favorite animal. What would your Patronus be? You haven't taken the test yet, Guillermo. What I haven't, be? but I'd probably pick a bear. A bear? You don't get to what pick. What kind of you bear? T- you took my animal. Black? A black bear. That's a good bear. That is a good yeah. bear. I should have guessed that. Yeah. Considering the wedding the, the wedding rings. Yeah. Well, well, and also he's always, always oh. wearing black. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. it's his favorite color. <laughs> That's a good call. Good Audience, call. what what Patronus would you be? I don't know. You just did the Pottermore test. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Pottermore test, I think. Some kind of raptor. <laughs> no, like a bird, though. Uh, like bird. a bird of prey, I mean. Yeah. Right, yeah. I would yeah. think, yeah, like a snowy owl <laughs> or like a, a, yeah, something like that. Something vicious, but also majestic. Yes. Ooh. That's exactly <laughs> vicious what Vicious and majestic. Well, it's like, why That's I love otters. They're vicious and cuddly <laughs> and cute. Vicious, vicious little animals. But they're so cute. Kind of like me. Anyway. Oh, that's nice. That quiet. <laughs> it's, like it's, too, it's too hot in the red room. It is a little warm in the red it room. It gets warm back here, but then you get that like uh, the AC going and you hear that hum on the recording, and that's no fun. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, is there anything that you guys wanted to throw out there that you wanted to talk about? What do you have to say about uh, Potter and its impact on your lives or your 
the lack lack of impact on your boyfriend's life, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like, and, and would you change that? Um, uh, like leaving the the table open right now for just like some potter reflection on yeah. on how it's kind of hit you and and meant to, what it's meant to you and things. I think it's actually really great that it connects a lot of generations. Like hmm. I think Unicorn and I met through Guillermo and Tori, her boyfriend. And it's one of the first things we connected on was our love of Pottermore and Potter and all that. And it was just like, she she is, you know, what, 16 years younger than me? I guess like that's all. Wow. I guess that's generational. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. generational. Sure. Okay, so, that's yeah. about enough. So, um, and then it just made us connect. We were able to connect on so many other things after that. But that was our initial tie-in. Do you think that's a little bit more commonplace with Potter versus yeah. other? I think so. I really do. Um, and it's more, I think the other thing is Tolkien was hard because a lot of people just really felt like I've been a nerd my whole life. I mean, I played D&D as a kid. But I grew up in a little tiny community in Oakland that everybody played D&D. Mm -hmm. Even the metalheads played D&D. Well, of course. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, but it's that's like part of our uh, all, training. Yeah, and, like all, and all the black kids, everybody played D and D in my little community. So it was one of those. But when I came outside of that community, I realized that we were truly nerds, and we were like our love of Tolkien and all that stuff was really weird. And then all of a sudden, Harry Potter came along, and like it was no longer taboo, I guess, or it was more acceptable. Like everybody kind of was like, "Oh, the science fiction stuff is not so bad." So I don't know. I that's a that, topic that's come up a lot around yeah. this table, the yeah. kind of the legitimization of uh, nerddom, geekdom, yeah. and people like being able to embrace and like not, you know, castigate anyone who's like into to something other than football. Yeah. You know, no offense, football fans. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be. I'm me. just saying. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the and I think that's also I'm one of the rare people who is I coached and played football. And I was part of the jock group. Football or football? Like, football. Like, like American, okay, so football. American football. And then I also played soccer. But, well, I was just well, I was checking because yeah. we're talking but, about Potter, you know, we yeah. English, um, football hooligans. But know. it was one of those things where I was kind of a little outcast in that group of people. And now you find those people are more mixed in in athletics. So, and, which is nice. So you're just really appreciative of the bonding and bringing together of different peoples, different walks of life, different generations. Yep. Potter is that glue that holds the world together. <laughs> I did not go that far and say that. <laughs> I think the, the bond that keeps everybody together is booze and food. <laughs> Feasting culture. Yeah. Yes. But that's because we're yes. Nordic. <laughs> that's what our, my generation, generations and generations of my family has been doing. It's eaten drink we'll all be happy so, yeah. <laughs> hey i love a good party about <laughs> that you bet unicorn how about you well i guess sort of the same really you know i was a really shy bookish kid and you know they called me weird and whatever and it really was a great escape for me you know in the summers i would just get out of bed and go like make myself some food and just open a harry potter book at random and just read and so i just spent a really lot of time in that world and yeah I mean going back to Luna I feel like she really helped me be okay with being the weird kid and being myself like no matter what people would say about it you know and really being true to yourself 
I think Harry Potter played in my already predominant love of fantasy. I mean, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons on a playground when I was seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, out of the white box, <laughs> right? Oh, so we go back. Yeah, we go back. <laughs> go back. So I think when it came out, and I realized that that the overculture had embraced it, I kind of felt validated. I mean, it was kind of like the early on cresting of nerdcore. Uh, being publicly accepted and it being okay and, and uh, not being castigated, to use your word. Um, and that made me really happy about the cultural phenom that was Harry Potter and the fact that it continues to endure and the fact that, you know, now I can go visit Diagon Alley. Yeah. And, and Have you been? Have you been to any no, of the No, I really places? want to. A friend oh, of mine yeah. just sent me a postcard from there, which is really awesome. So I, I really kind of want to go. But, um, yeah, it's going to happen gonna happen yeah yeah natalie keeps like we're, we're working and making it happen and go we gotta make the time and but it's gonna happen yeah my yeah. sister went with my niece and my brother-in-law and they went to universal in orlando because they did like a two-week trip so one week was universal and the other week was disney world and uh they're also really wealthy so they do it a little differently right. than the rest Ten of us Ten for you, young child. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, really wealthy. So, but they stayed in like the hotel on uh, at Universal, and she had a blast. Is there a magic hotel? Well, yeah. There's so if you stay at the Universal Hotel, you actually get to get into Harry Potter World early. <sighs> but the rates at that hotel are insane because of it. So it's a little, it's not like, uh, you know, it's kind of like how Disneyland ups their price for staying at their hotel to get in and stuff like that. But she said, you know, and she's still fiscally responsible because she's an accountant and that's what we do. But she was like, it was worth it. Originally, she's like, I can't believe I'm paying this. But once she got there and got through the entire experience and was able to get in early and do all that stuff early, she's like, that was some of the best money I spent. Because <laughs> <laughs> she actually really likes those books, too. I mean, my oldest sister is who turned me on to Tolkien. She used to read it to me as a kid. How can we have a Tolkien world? What happened to that? Like, what, I what? think it's called New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, did they set that all up? Like, keep yeah. a lot of it and yeah. kind of quite the tourist yeah. draw. Like, New Zealand's like... In, in yeah. Korea. yeah. I had a friend actually a couple of days posted a picture that she had hiked Mount Doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had yeah. a friend of mine down there for... Uh, yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine was down there. And all you got was this lousy t shirt? Yeah. (laughs) Not even that. I lost my ring. I need sound effects. Quick, print that up before this goes out. Yeah. Somebody will steal it. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, no, my friend just got back from there. She was down there uh, filming. She's a Hollywood type, but she just went completely bonkers because she was there. And she's somebody I grew up with. And again, somebody who. Growing up in the community I grew up with is a minority, and people were like, "Minorities don't write science fiction." And she's like, <sighs> she's, "Yeah," and it's a big thing Ooh. for her, and she still fights it to this day. Like she has people, like, "Oh, I, I can't, I can't believe you read that," and she's like, "Why the fuck wouldn't I? It's amazing shit." Like, I, she just, yeah, it's there's growing up in Oakland, you, you'll see this. I've seen a lot of weird things like that happen. It's like, you know, it goes along with skateboarding. Black kids don't skateboard. Bullshit, oh. motherfuckers. <laughs> like, and it's a whole, it's, a, it's, a, it's like layers of stuff that you still have to pull back and still have to deal with. It's kind of like when you go to cosplay, you go to conventions and you, 
you know, you see minority cosplayers and people are like, oh my God, you can't, yeah, they can dress up however the fuck they want. Fuck I mean, the haters. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, um, there's a group of great, they call them, they're the Cholo Star Wars cosplayers. Oh, I've seen some of them. Yeah, they have some Cholo. Pa- yeah. yeah, they're Poncho. They are some of the great, and then they're actually huge Disney fans as well, and they do this great cosplay for Disney, and the D3, uh, D23 was just recently, and they posted some pictures, and I was like, there's some freaking awesome, like, just throw on some, you know, regular, you know, cosplay. I just love that. I love that stuff. I love people getting creative with you know their culture and you know making something their own so i know mexican boba fett yeah 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 <laughs> he rocks that he rocks that it's fucking amazing Love that a shit. friend of mine joe no he's very much into like building costumes and things he made an incredible like samurai fett yeah that oh. is really something nice. i wish i had pictures to share but i don't right now but oh my god it's awesome it's really incredible that's the stuff i really like but going back to that, yeah, that going down to New Zealand, my friend Malia was like, yeah. I was like, I want to go. My <laughs> friend Chelsea's going this year. Yeah. I don't Chelsea Duvall. Mm. <laughs> what up, Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> Shout, Shout out. out. How Shout you doing? <laughs> Take pictures. <laughs> Take yeah. pictures. Send them to Guillermo. <laughs> That's your next trip. Oh. Uh, this was a blast. Would yeah. the Pottermouth girls do us the honor of returning again sometime? I would love to. That's, yeah, absolutely. That'd be really fun. We'll we'll do a little more research. We'll pick like some specific topics. Maybe we'll find something really inflammatory on Pottermore, and we'll we'll put it together and sit down and chat. Yeah. Cool. I so for those uh, three or four people listening, uh, <laughs> visit us <laughs> visit us at uh, www. from the red room from the red room. com. Visit the Twitter thing. I don't really know how to use it that well. I think it's at from the red room with ruminations as somebody's name. (laughs) (laughs) We're also on iTunes. But anyway, check it out if you got a minute. Uh, Around the table, let's have another little uh, outro goodbye. Thanks again for coming down and sitting down. Gwen? Thank you so much for having us. This has been a blast. Thank you, Mitch, for having me again. It's always awesome. Yeah, we can't hear Mike still. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. Thank you so much. And everyone, this has been uh, Ruminations from the Red Room. Actually, I think tonight it's going to be a resonance with the Potter Girls, uh, Pottermouth Girls. Uh, Have a good night. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye.